We've made it to Christmas Eve. So how are we doing? Good? Hanging in there? We got, our, got our, all our shopping done? I hope so. <laughs> Tomorrow's Christmas. Well, I don't know, I don't know about you. Maybe, maybe things have been, uh, Christmas season is, is kind of a, a busy time. I mean, it is for many people. It's very busy. Uh, a lot going on. And unfortunately, there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of, a lot of busyness and worry during this time that we celebrate the birth of Christ. And not to make anyone feel ashamed or guilty, but you know that we've all been there. And maybe that's where you are now. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you're just needing a good afternoon nap. But hang in there. Not yet. Don't sleep yet. <laughs> um, but whether you're tired, whether you're busy, whether you have anxiety or worry, maybe you're joyful and excited. I hope that we're all joyful and excited for the celebration of Christmas. But there's an important question to ask. And a question that we all need to ask ourselves, not just around Christmas, but often. Who is God? And who is God to me? How, do I, how is my relationship with God? And maybe, maybe sometimes God seems distant. Maybe he seems angry. Maybe God is absent or maybe even seems irrelevant. So who is God? And what does God want for you? What does he want to do in you? Does he want you to just, to just know a whole bunch of stuff about him? Does he want to restrict you? Does he want to give you a whole bunch of rules that you have to follow? Is that what God wants? And what does he want us to do? How does he want us to do it? Does he, does he want us to get something out of it? Does he want us to, to feel like we have to do things to please him? Does he want us to keep, to, for us to think we have to earn happiness. We have to earn his love, earn his favor. Maybe, maybe sometimes we feel like he's selfish or needy. He just needs our praise. He needs our, uh, our attention. But let's see in the, in the book of Ephesians, there's a letter to the church of Ephesus where Paul wrote to the Ephesian church about this idea of love. And so let's turn there to Ephesians chapter 3 and see what, who this God is and what's, what's this love all about. As we hear that God is love. And we, we hear in the Advent today, we heard about how Jesus loves. And so it says, it says this in Ephesians chapter 3, starting, um, there's a prayer that Paul prayed for the church. Um, and in fact, in verse 14, he says he's kneeling before the Father, okay? So in verse 16, as he's praying, as he's kneeling before the Father, he says, I pray that out of his, that's the Father, out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have 
power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all, all the fullness of God. And he ends his prayer by saying, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And this is, this is Paul's prayer. He prays this for this entire church. He, now, I know a lot of times when we, we read the word you, we think me or, you know, the person that we're reading it to. But he, every time he's saying you, he's talking about you all. He's, he's praying that the church would be strengthened. He's praying that the church would have faith. He's praying that the church would have this inner strength through the Holy Spirit and that the church would grasp how vast God's love is. And so he, he wants us as a church, he wants us individually but also as a church, to be strengthened with, with the power of God. This, this power that is available in, for each of us, that Christ would dwell in us, that his Holy Spirit, we're going to switch this out, right? All right, thank you. All right, we're back. Thanks for your patience. So Paul, apostle to, to the many churches here and uh, in the Roman provinces, he's writing to these, these Christians. But he's, he's writing to these Christians in Ephesus, and I believe by the power of the Holy Spirit, this, is, this prayer is also for us too. He, he's praying this, that we would be strengthened by the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that we're not trying to just live on our own. We're not just trying to do what we think is best, but we live by the power of the Spirit. And letting Christ dwell in us, letting Him be welcomed in us. He's, he also prays that we would be rooted and established in love. Think about this. Are you rooted? Are you established in the love of Christ? Are you, is that where you're planted? And then he says that all together, you would, have the, the, that you would have the power together with all the Lord's people. So everybody together, try this. Try to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. He wants us to grasp that. He wants us to have that, that knowledge, that experience that God's love is vast. In fact, in the message translation... He, uh, Eugene Peterson translates these, this section right here saying, um, I ask him, the Father, to strengthen you by his Spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength, that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in 
with all followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breadth. Test its limits. Plumb to the depths. Rise to the heights. Live full lives, full in the fullness of God. I think that's, that's neat to kind of think about a different translation sometimes because we get to kind of hear maybe a different way of looking at this and a different way of thinking about how huge is God's love and how we can experience that. We, God's love is so big that we can all experience God's love. You know, I know we often try to quantify things. We like to say how big something is. And we like this kind of, as humans, we like to, or we're competitive, we like this, who, you know, who's the first person to ever climb to the top of the highest mountain? You know, Mount Everest. I don't know the answer. But a lot of people have died trying. Hey, who has gone to the lowest depth in the ocean? You know, who has gone around the world in the fastest amount of time? We like to think about how big and wide and deep and high are things. You know, we can, because we, we can measure those things, right? We can measure, you know, how high Mount Everest is. I mean, not me and you, we can't go measure that, but we can find out how high it is. Someone can measure it and how deep the ocean is. We can measure how, how high is this building, Right? Well, probably not me and you. It would take some time. But we can, we can measure things, right? We can quantify this is the height, this is the depth, this is the width, this is the height. You know, we can, we can do that with a lot of things. We can do that with how big is our state? How big is our country? How big is our continent? How big is our world? But what we can't quantify is how big is our universe? Can somebody tell me how big the universe is? Actually, I don't even know how big a lot of those other things are. Yes, Emily? We don't know. David? Infinite. We, the answer is we don't know. We don't know how big it is. In the same way, we don't know how big and how vast is God's love, the love of Christ. But Paul wants believers to try to grasp and try to experience how great and big is the love of Christ? I mean, think about this. We celebrate at Christmas, we celebrate this baby that's come to earth. We celebrate this baby, but why do we celebrate a baby? We celebrate that God the Father lovingly sent His one and only Son. He sent Him to the world. He sent Him with love, a huge amount of love thinking about how the only way that we can be saved is by the death of Jesus. The only way. And so His love is vast. The Father's love is vast. Also the Son, Jesus, His love is vast. It's this huge, immense love. And so Paul wants us to be rooted and established in that love. He wants us to be filled with the fullness of God's love. He wants us to know his power. And really this know is this idea of experience. He wants us to experience God's vast, huge love. So who is God? God is 
our loving Father. He's not distant. He's not angry, irrelevant. He's not absent. He's a loving Father. And what does God want to do? He wants to fill us with His love. He wants us to have the love He has. He wants us to experience the love of His Son. He's not just trying to fill you with head knowledge so you know more about the Bible. You can, you can say lots of things about what you know. He wants us to experience His love. He's not just trying to give rules and regulations. He's not trying to restrict you. He's not trying to limit your freedom. He loves you. And He wants to fill you with His love. He wants you to see that the best thing is Him. The best thing we can have is Him. His, his Son, His Spirit guiding us. And why does God want us to do this? He wants to fill us for His glory. He wants us to shine like stars. He wants us to show people who He is. It's not because He's selfish, not because He's needy, not because He needs us to do it. He doesn't need us, but He can use us. He wants us to give glory to Him and show other people who He is. So the loving Father fills His family to live full of love. Our, our loving Father, He fills, just think about that, he, he, he is full of love, huge, vast love, and He fills His family, that's His family is anyone that trusts in His Son Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins and has life in Him alone. So he, the Father fills His family full full of love, full to live full of love. So we can live full on Jesus' love, on the Father's love. So just try and grasp that. I mean, that's... Imagine being filled full. When we're filled full, we can overflow to others. You know, if you go to splash parks like my family does, uh, there's sometimes these, these fountains, and the fountain, or maybe you can just think of a fountain, and uh, the fountain s- starts getting full at the top, and then, and then it starts over, overflowing the next thing. Sometimes they have this like, huge bucket at the top, and when it gets full, the kids are so excited because when it gets full, it pours out. And all the kids love it, even if it's not even a warm day. <laughs> they, they love getting wet by this water. They love when it overflows. They love that this bucket was full and it is dumping, it's pouring out. So do you want to be filled by God's love? Do you want to be full of experiencing Him? You know, at Christmas time, it's easy to be busy. It's easy to kind of forget about why we celebrate Christmas because there's lots of places to go, things to do, people to shop for. And sometimes, even not at Christmas time, sometimes we get so caught up in the busyness 
trying to find happiness in the wrong things. That, not always bad things, but just not the Lord. We're trying to find our happiness in the entertainment. We try to find happiness in, in things that give us you know, a temporary happiness. Maybe it's our, our phone. Maybe it's food. Maybe it's you know, wrong things like substance or, or porn. Maybe, but anything that, that is appealing to us, anything that gives us a little bit of oh, happiness, even temporary, can really be really, really wrong. And it's really a cheap lie. It's not happiness. It's not the love of God, how He can provide happiness to you. So what do you want? What is, do you want to have His love filling you? Do you want to have a good career? Do you want to make a name for yourself? Do you want to live comfortably? Do you want to live for Jesus and share Jesus with others? And do we want to do that for His glory? We want to do it for my attention or for people to praise me? Or do we want to bring glory and honor to Jesus? And then remember, he's saying this, Paul is saying this to the church. He's not just saying it to, to individuals here. He's saying it collectively to a church. He wants, he wants us all to be filled to live full of love together. He wants us to grasp together how huge is God's love. So how do we live this out? In 1 Peter 4, Paul says, above all, I'm sorry, Peter says, above all, love each other deeply. Love each other deeply. That's interesting because we just heard how deep God's love is. So love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. And he goes on and says, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So love each other deeply. Whatever gift we have, whatever gift you have, can use, use it to bless other people. As in the church, outside the church, let's use our gifts. Let's, let's be filled by God's love and then let that overflow to others. In 1 John 4, like the whole chapter is about love. I'm just going to read a little bit of this. I encourage you to read 1 John chapter 4 this week. But he says this in, in very familiar verses here. In 7 and 8, there's a song, but it says, Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God, experiences God. They're, they're not just know about God, but experiences God. Whoever does not love does not know God or experience God because God is love. And this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might have life through him. This is love. Not only that we, that, that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, verse 11 says, Since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Do we want to be filled with God's love? Do we want to, to experience God's love? 
Do we want to show God's love? Because the loving Father fills His family to live full of love. The loving Father. God is a God of love. God is love, it says here in 1 John. God is love. And He graciously wants you to be filled with love. It says back in, in Ephesians 3, in verse 19, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. This love is more than what we can grasp, more than what we can experience, more than what we can really understand. But Paul still wants us to try it together to grasp it. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. God wants you to be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God and His love. He wants you to live full of His love. So do we want to be filled with God's love? How can you feel full this Christmas? How can you feel full not just at a nice meal, but feeling really satisfied and full of God's love? If you want to truly live like Jesus wants us to live, we're going to abide, we're going to remain in Him, remain in His, His full love that He's given. So my question to each of us is, what's stopping you? What's stopping you? Hopefully nothing. Hopefully we're all experiencing the fullness of His love, the vastness of His love at this during this Christmas season, that we can really, we wake up in the morning and we're excited about, about Christ. We're excited about His love and how we can bless other people. But maybe that's not where you are today. That's okay. We have a Holy Spirit. If we ask, He's going to welcome. We're, if we welcome the Spirit, if we've given our lives to Jesus and we welcome the Spirit, He's going to Show us how to be full of love. He's going to let the Father fill His family. He's going to let his, the Father fill you with His love. To live full of love. So as we close, I just want to pray this, this prayer over our, our church. So let's pray. Lord God, I thank you that you are a loving Father. A loving Father that has given your love to each of us. And God, I pray, I pray that out of your glorious riches, out of your glorious riches, Lord, that you may strengthen East Bend, the people of East Bend, with power through the Holy Spirit, that in our inner beings, so that Christ will dwell in our hearts, that we would have faith in Christ. And I pray that you, people of East Bend, that we would be rooted and established in love. And may you have the power, together with all of the Lord's people, all of the Lord's holy people, in this church family, that we would grasp how wide and how long 
and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that's at work within us, to him the Lord be the glory in this church of East Bend and beyond, and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen.